What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the HAC. It is not a victory Monday, but it's not a defeat, mm, all right? Monday. we Everything remains a stalemate with the Snakes, all right? Uh, Juve draws level with you, uh, Inter 1-1, all right? And as always, in typical Juventus match fashion, we have fans with split opinions on the game and their takes and everything. And obviously, we're going to tackle it. And I mean, oh, yeah. right on time is our friend Jeremiah here saying that, hey, guys, we're playing for a draw in the end. We can do better. If only we stop limiting so. ourselves by playing it safe. We really could have beaten Inter with a little more bravery. The funny thing is, is that the message is exactly the same on the opposite side. And if you look at what mm -hmm. uh, the Inter fans are saying, they are frustrated with their team as well for not getting after it. In the end, I think the second half kind of showed what was going on. But we're going to talk about it all. And, uh, you know, Scudetto contenders, is it real or not? Here you have Ryan coming in here saying, we don't know what it takes to compete for a Scudetto. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna tackle it all, okay? That's okay. A good, good uh, you question. got Dells with the cowardly mentality in the second half. We're gonna tackle this game. There's uh, th that seems to be the general consensus and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna hash it all out right now. First off, and my man, how are you doing? Hey man, living the dream. It is almost the Christmas season, so starting to get ready for that. You know, you were at the Santa Claus parade yesterday, which you know, freezing your ass off really means. Christmas season is starting for you. We don't really do that kind of thing anymore. So, hey, had a good little uh, after the game, had the Steelers game, had the Inter game. It was really stressful afternoon fantasy football. Very stressful afternoon for me yesterday. But, uh, hey, two wins and a draw. I will take it. There you go. There you go. Look, this one, as far as news breaking out for Juventus today, it's a couple little things, but nothing Not really major. Um, we do have more rumors about Massimiliano Allegri at season's mm -hmm. end, which we will tackle after we talk about the game itself. We've got, um, again, just more proof that it is, in fact, Amici di Nessuno. All right. They just can't stop uh, making these shameful comments Cheers. and remarks. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it, okay? First up, we have our lineup. So there was uh, the surprise there that uh, Hans Nicolucci Cavilla was going to be starting this game, all right? Outside of that, everything was kind of as we expected. Um, was it a surprise, though? Of McKinney, Cavilla, and Rabio, okay? Was it a Chesney, surprise? That Cavilla was? Yeah. I actually do believe so because I thought Locatelli was going to be in the whole way through. I actually thought he would be able to play through and play the entire 90. So I was actually surprised. Well, we had you, well, three of us, me, you, and Lou had this discussion. Actually, I think Lucci jumped into cracked ribs or broken ribs or bruised ribs is no joke, right? No. So him coming back from that would have been a surprise for me. So I, was, I wasn't surprised as much as other people were that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, there. I mean... You can you, you can play through them. It depends really more so how much because I guess it depends on where exactly and mm -hmm. how, but how much of your breathing is actually affected. But yeah, you're gonna have to grit your teeth for sure. But one uh, of the injuries that I've never had, but I heard it sucks. 
I think I'd be surprised because I totally felt Allegri was going to go Rabio in the middle of the D with mm-hmm. Miretti on one side, McKenney on the other. Um, I wasn't mm-hmm. confident he was going to go with Hans Nicolucci Caviglia. I had no problems with him going with Hans the whole way through if we had to. But he did. And then mm-hmm. you have, of course, uh, so again, full lineup, Chesney, Gatti, Bremer, Rugani, Cambiasso, McKinney, Caviglia, Rabio with Kostic, and then Vlaovic and Chiesa up top. A lot, about, a lot of talks about who he was going to partner Chiesa up top there. I said uh, going into this one, for me, I give the slight edge to Vlaovic just because of the fact that when our offense is firing, it has been with those two guys, and they do mm-hmm. actually look for one another. And with Keane and Chiesa, there's seemingly no actual connection between the two of them. Milik, for me, much better off the bench. But we'll talk about the substitutions in this one, too, in the second half. Because I thought it was a little bit interesting, too. But Mm -hmm. we'll get to it all. Let's get to uh, the highlights and talking points here. So we got Alex Juve saying hands with uh, the flames there. Hands, I thought he put in a good showing, but we'll talk about it. Um, because here you have Ryan S. Uh, Hans was below average. He should play in Copa. Well, well, we'll talk about it all. We'll talk about it all. Fifteenth minute, though. Um, my God, uh, I think Kiesa has to at least hit the target on this one. It's Long something. throw in from McKenny and a little bit of a scramble there. I believe it was Rabio that was able to find Kiesa at the top there, and uh, he misses uh, target. Even on an off foot. Top of the area there centrally, you got to hit target. You got to force. He's on the penalty spot, Berto. I don't want to hear any shit about people saying, well, this or that. A player of his caliber, hit something. Yeah. Hit the the goalie, hit the post, hit something. You cannot miss from there. And the other thing is, too, is like I talk about and I said it on the watch along, like when you're playing, you know, in these games, you don't know how many chances you're going to get, let alone opportunities like that mm-hmm. right in the center of the area mm-hmm. with the space to tee one up. It, you got to you got to make the most of those, all right? So uh something Force I talked about something. something I talked about going into this game too was some of the disillusion that's created about our play and opportunities to score and everything. I said, "Guys, we have the most big chances missed." in the league we are third to inter and napoli on xg per game we uh these guys now well case is at like he was five big chances missed going into this game Vlaovic was on five That's big six, chances man. missed solo just on their own going into this game we got to do better in those particular moments like you've got to hit target from there for christ's sake chalanoglu almost hit target from like 33 yards out against us and we Somewhere can't do it there. from the center yep. of the area got to be better mm-hmm. now 20th minute chalano that's chalanoglu's hit from long range swerving away from goal looked like tech was on it the the whole way through there yeah 26 minute long ball from chesney and dumfries can't settle it cleanly vlaovic jumps on this thing he was fighting for every 50 every, 50 and loose every ball. inch like an absolute demon okay i mm-hmm. loved it loved Everything Vlaovic brought to that game, that is the Vlaovic we need match in, match out, not just when we play in a Derby d'Italia. That was great from him. He jumps on this thing, wins it, quickly finds Chiesa, who is then in turn able to run at uh, Darmian. And then he feels uh, Barella coming over his right shoulder there, so he keeps it going straight. He cuts it in and Vlaovic finds that soft spot as Devry and company, uh, Cherby, had backed off. All right, and he had the space at that top of the area there, and a lovely, off-footed 
right foot slot into the far side uh, post, just inside the post there. Beautiful finish. 1-0 Juventus. This was a great goal, okay? Great finish from Vlaovic, too. Well, his mate, the, he won the ball. He then turned and found Chiesa through two interplayers. He had, to, he had to split those guys. Then had the you know presence of mind. That, that's his job, though. Haul, he was hauling ass. If you if anyone watched again, he's hauling ass to make it to that area. And then he he stops right in the right area. Now everyone's like, striker should score that, and they should. That's a tough finish, you know. To to make sure he redirects it, he had about a foot and a half window to put that in, or else Somner's stopping that. Yeah, has to have yeah. pace. Has to have you know. Has to be in the right location. That that's a hell of a finish. It's almost exactly similar to Rabiot's finish last season against Inter uh, as yep. well. It's almost Pretty like much. almost the exact same finish. Now we get up there. We're fired up. It's one nil uh, Juventus. Uh, perfect. Mm -hmm. um, get the place rocking even more. The atmosphere was electric for this one. Uh, brilliant stuff there. But thirty second minute. This one is frustrating for me. On live, on the live feed, watching it live, I will say I thought 100% that was arm mm -hmm. to the face of Chiesa watching it at full speed. When you see on replays that he didn't go anywhere near his face, he the hit his angle. shoulder. And to, to be honest, even at full speed, it's aggressive from Darmian, but... He's got position on Chiesa. And Chiesa maybe should not have just poked the ball through there like that. Was he going to beat him to it or whatnot? All that is like in consideration. But on live view, it did look like a foul. On the replay, no, VAR is not. That's not clear and obvious error. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't clip him in the head or the face or anything like we had all thought on live view. It's not a penalty uh, or it's not a foul. Um L'Arbitro Nick just says, the basic considerations here are, was Darmian's arm used in an excessive manner? Did Darmian establish his position in front of Chiesa? Did Chiesa have a chance of playing the ball after the heavy touch? You can make the argument that Darmian's arm in front of Chiesa unfairly blocked him. However, this can easily be argued the other way as well. Therefore, this is not VAR material. The referee's decision on the field in these cases should remain as is. We're nowhere close to a clear and obvious error. It's as simple as that. And he was um, letting that go all day, right? I think there was later in the game, Bremer absolutely cleaned Barella out. And I don't think there was a call on that one. That was even more egregious than that. So again, I think people need to see the reverse angle of that. And it's... Yeah. It, it's, it's not. It's it was, just it's, it's not. It's not. Chiesa getting beat to a spot. Um, yeah, a little over aggressive from Darmian, but not. It, it's really nothing. Like well, if it we, went the other way, I would have been like, okay, he either calls it or he doesn't. The thing with this ref, though, that I will say, when refs decide they're gonna let them play, yeah, it it makes for a shit consistency of the game and he was nowhere near consistent in this game because then the fouls that you do end up calling are sometimes heavier than what you've uh or sorry lighter than what you've let go because you've decided mm -hmm. to let them play and that's what i don't like about these refs either just call it by the book okay let the lighter stuff go if you want but this guy as far as consistency it was junk there was a moment, there was a quite a few on Vlaovic specifically 
that are fouls, okay? Easy fouls to call. But again, he decided to let them play. However, in the other manner, he was calling some that were lighter than what Dushan wasn't getting. So it's a little frustrating. It's a frustrating watch. I don't really like it when they decide they're going to let him play because Syria officiating at its best is not top drawer. So for them to dictate, we're going to let them play. They're not at a caliber in my personal opinion to let them play. They're just simply not good enough. They can't keep the game going. He, as didn't, smooth as it he didn't want to be part of the headline. And I don't think the referee is part of the headline, which is a bit of a change because I think you said the pregame show, you had a prediction, the pregame show that the ref, Something with the ref for is going to be a bad call somewhere. Controversy I, is not, you know, like you're always going to find controversy in the Derby d'Italia. There yeah. will always be there. Even in this case of play, it's there and it's nothing there, but it's there. And so for me, I'm just, I'm sort of happy that the referee isn't an issue in this one in terms of the result. This one, this result is all on the two teams, you know, basically playing for a draw. From what, we'll, but we'll get to all that. He, for me, the referee was a non-issue this game. You can argue some calls here, some calls there. He was consistently consistent or consistently inconsistent. Either way, for me, he was a he was a non-issue. Yeah, yeah. We got Hanin saying good goal, uh, but how many times did Dushan try to flick the ball to the side? Found no one or gave it to an interplay. That happened a few times, but to be honest, the support was not hitting him quick enough definitely not in the middle of the pitch he was trying to take some one-time hits to swing it out to the flanks and losing sight of some guys yeah there was some errors in there there were some errors from all our players but overall Dushan was for me well he was one of the best out there uh in terms of uh what you want to see of the 22 yeah out of a guy playing solo because Chiesa Hugging the left side, which is, again, mm-hmm. something we all want, where we want them and whatnot. But again, if you're going to do that, this is something I always say. You still have to support the striker, and that's got to be done out of the midfield. For us, though, we played a flat midfield. We played a flat midfield with Rabio, uh, Cavilia, and McKenney. What have I been saying? Two-man pivot, one more advanced midfielder. That's how you're going to get Chiesa far left and still have support for that striker. You're leaving him on an island. Yeah, there's going to be some mistakes there. It's going to happen. He's fighting against three inter guys on like on average almost every on time average, he's it was trying two. to get that ball. Let's, let's, let's be serious. He's fighting against the center back and the defensive midfielder every time he receives a ball. Sometimes too. Sometimes it was Darmian in there as well as uh, DeVry and whatnot. So it's mm-hmm. you got to give and take there a little bit for, uh, again, something else that we want. Now, after this play with Chiesa... Sommer gets the ball, swings it out to Dumfries, quickly finds Barella. Rugani, you've got to hold, man. You've got to hold. You've got to recognize this, okay? He goes in like a screaming banshee over here, and he's gone. Barella with a quick flick beyond him. And then you've got Taram against Bremer. Taram's going to be giving up the speed, but this is where I respect Bremer for the belief in his ability to be able to take this guy and match with him 1v1. But the smart play is always just clip him down, do what you got to do and shut it down so we can re just regroup and slow it down mm-hmm. rather than let the play continue. So for me, 
even with Rugani's blunder there, the biggest one for me was probably on Bremer. I know everyone's going to attack Gatti, but that's a tough spot too because He's you are trying time. to read that ball, okay? But you do lose Lotaro. If he's strictly watching Lotaro, how does he know where to get himself in position to take that mm-hmm. cross away or take that ball as it comes in? It, in the end, it's a great movement from Lotaro and a, and a nice finish from him, okay? He's on fire this season. But for me, the biggest one, I probably got to say Bremer's got to just shut that thing down and, you know, give him a nudge, do whatever, run him off course, take a foul. If you take a yellow, Push you him take out. a yellow. Push, like run him outside? Yeah, just go right into him, lean right into him and grab mm-hmm. a hold of that kit if you have to take a yellow, like... I feel like that's the Kalini, the Kalini play on that one. But yep. do you agree with me, or do you think the biggest one is Gatti? The biggest one's Rugani. Well, so I watched it probably five times afterwards. That's I'll just put it this way: that's Rugani's first major error in what fourteen months. We can say that's the one that you can say, "Wow, that's he really messed up." That's a big error on him. But there were still two other things that could have happened afterwards like maybe three all the things you just mentioned for for bremer there i never really thought about all those things like the foul a professional foul is that's probably the right call professional foul keep it outside the box do what you can a lot of people were dumping on gatti on that one and i'm like okay hang on a second first of all he's trying to he's trying to cover a guy that's twice his speed half his height once he lost him in his blind spot and, and you, you put up a fantastic point. He's trying to watch the ball coming in and mark the striker. So he's got to pick one. So with his length, his his best bet is to cut off the, the cross coming in, whichever way it was. Lotaro beat him to it. That's all it was. And that was a nasty finish. In the like, end, he, in the end, if you watch it from the view behind Tech, we're talking inches here from Gatti yeah. blocking that thing. Like he's right there with him in the end, but... Lotaro made a nice, nice cut. We got to call it the way it is. Um, but for me, you just got to shut that down the second Rugani commits mm-hmm. and Bremer's got to just clip them and do whatever to take to ram down. Up there, too, a free kick up there. Uh, I'll give that to them and uh, take our chances the last defending it. You're not, you're not risking a red there. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, good point. Uh, in the end, this is probably what pissed me off most about the game. And while everyone's talking about second half, all this... It's the fact that the goal we did allow to them was easily avoidable, in my personal opinion. That's what mm-hmm. frustrated me the most about this game. Not anything else in our play, uh, specific players or anything. It, it was the fact that we conceded in a way that we could have easily shut it down long before it got to that. But and that was really their only ch- chance. They had a head, I think, before the uh, their first goal. They had a free kick. DeMarco switched, swung it in from the right yeah. side. And the glancing header, that one could have been... Taram got a header. Uh, it did end up going right to Tech. Um, Lotharo had a that, header from a bad angle. Tech was yeah. easily there too. Outside of that, it was a Chalanoglu hit from like 33, 35 yards out. So, That's it. Yeah, it's uh, it was always going to be a tight game. We go into halftime uh, 1-1. Second half, I was saying no adjustments here. Let's, let's get after keep, this. Yep. Uh, you know, keep doing what we're doing. Keep working mm-hmm. off what we're doing, but uh, you know we do have to be weary. The other thing is, I said 
Inzaghi and Allegri are very, very similar. Like, extremely similar. But the difference is, is that Inzaghi's got more quality at his disposal than True. we do at the moment. And that's just the truth. That's just facts. Mm -hmm. He's got more quality at his disposal at the moment, especially in the middle of the pitch. It was coming through. But 49th minute, this is probably the only highlight of the second half, to be honest. And it w it fell to Taram, a great heel pass oh. from Barella out on mm -hmm. the side from uh, dealing with Gatti. M Mkhitaryan comes in, puts one at Taram's feet. He's got space to hit this thing, but mm -hmm. he flubs it, and it ends up in a one-hopper right to Tech's hands. Fortunately for us, the rest of the second half, literally nothing, you guys. Like, nothing both ways. Neither team got after it. Neither team was willing to make a mistake that would cause them to lose that game. Inzaghi, 100%. Allegri, Juve, Inter, all the players did the same. We had sequences where things could have been a little bit different, but we made some changes. And the, I just still say for us, we're not going to get a big drastic change unless we get a little bit of help and a little bit of quality, okay? So uh, Locatelli came in. Hans Nicolusi Caviglia subbed off. This was around the 61st minute. 61st, yep. You can immediately see. And I think people that Nightly. give Locatelli a lot of flack should have noticed immediately what he brings into the middle of the pitch. That's like, the, I, it took me about 30 seconds. And yeah. I, I even wrote a note here. Noticeable, noticeable difference between Loka and Hans. Like it's, And it's not even day. a knock on Hans, it but it's not. just... It, I've been saying this forever that like people are like, what does he even bring? He is literally the glue in the middle of the pitch. And these mm -hmm. Metzalas that want to bomb forward or anything, he gives them the freedom to do that. The problem is once these guys get advanced, like McKenney, bless his heart, and even Rabio, they did a lot of work yesterday. A lot of work, especially McKenney mm -hmm. trying to be almost that third forward in the press. It... Uh, but when it comes to the technical ability, holy shit. Even in the second half, McKenney was a nightmare technically. And this is what I'm saying in the middle of the pitch. When these are the guys getting the ball in advanced scenarios, there's just nothing doing. That's why I say McKenney for me is much more effective as your right wing back. He, if you were going to talk yeah. about him in the middle of the pitch, even Rabio, when they get advanced, we are lacking big time in terms of the creativity it's not coming from them so you're still left in a scenario where other guys are going to have to do something like Chiesa 1v1 but he's not 1v1 against center he's like 1v3 so mm -hmm. it's it's very very difficult but a noticeable difference with Locatelli Hans I thought that well at the end of the game holy Christ just to just if it wasn't bad enough to suffer through a second half like that mm -hmm. you got Enter Juan Cuadrado to the booze. Enter Alex fucking Sandro. And my God, this guy can't even mark a washed Cuadrado. It's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum out Stop there on it. the right on the right flank there. End the game. So put everyone out of their misery and just blow the whistle dead when that happens. It was a nightmare. And in the end, Sandro giving up a... A free kick in a good spot for them. And I'm like, if this if this ends up in the back of Juve's goal, I will personally 
go over Stop to Turin, bitch slap Sandro and say, see you later. If that did happen, because it was a nightmare. Don't make that change. Kostic has more than enough energy to f play through the 90 minutes. It's crazy to me. Th it this will, guy should uh, not see the pitch in 2023 for Juventus, let alone 2024. Okay. And that's my closing thought as we wrap up the eyes. Uh, and the, in the 70th minute, when DeMarco and Dumfries went off, that was Inzaghi looking over at Allegri saying, I'm good with 1-1. You good with it? And Allegri was like, I'm good with it. That When they started making those changes, and then the Milik and Keane change at the 80th minute. Okay, I, maybe we weren't going to break the 1-1, but for me, Vlaovic and Chiesa wanted it yesterday. They did. They're when they didn't have the ball, they you know they were very vocal with their teammates. They wanted the ball. They wanted the action. They wanted it. Like they they were interested in that game, and I haven't seen those two idiots interested in the game in a long, long time. And when they came off, it's it. I think it deflated the whole fan base to say, "Oh, here we go. There's there's a one-one," and you know I put money on one-one, and I won. You know, I, you know, I'm eating good today because I, I could see a one, one coming, but I don't know, man. I just, and I switched back to Quadrado for a minute. I don't really get what the uh, booze are for. Like we cut, we cut him loose. So it's, like, it's, it's always going to be that way. And to, I'll be quite I honest like for it. me. Yeah. You do kind of shit on your legacy or whatever there is with uh Juve. When you go to that side, you just, you do that. You, you, you tarnish that it, it's never the same. Um, you, it's just, it's the one club that literally tried to fucking go dirty and tried to what they did in 06 will just never be forgotten. Ever since then, it's been completely different. There were players, there were coaches that changed between those sides prior to 2006. After 2006, it's just a different element that that added to it. And you just, if you, again, he makes the decision ultimately of where he goes. You know, and he knows damn well mm -hmm. what the repercussions are of going to that side. So it's just... Mm -hmm. He made that call. It is what it is. The booze, yeah. You, you just don't go to that team if you do, in fact, care about where you stand in the Tifosi's eyes of Juventus. You just know that. And it is what it is. He laughed about it. He smirked about it. I don't really care. Uh, as soon as you leave Juve, you're done to me anyway. So have fun there with them. We'll see you uh, at the end of the season when we probably overtake you and take this uh, 39th scudetto all right so now game ends we are going to kind of talk mm -hmm. about uh everything in general here so obviously ends in a draw i said my frustration is more so the goal that we conceded was avoidable in terms of the play overall the technical ability has to be better in the middle of the pitch the guys that are picking out and you know have to break these games open for us. Those line break. I don't know how many times I saw, and I, I'm going to put his name out here, Rabio, on the ball. And Hans Nicolucci Caviglia is there. He's advancing, even as Regista, and he's 
He's, he's doing what he's doing. He's presenting. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his hands are almost shaking for Christ's sake because it's like, give him the ball. And Rabio is like staring at him, just staring at him. He's like, doesn't have the fucking coyone to just put the ball through this window. He doesn't trust his own passing to do that. He turned, it was a five foot pass through two interplayers. Okay. Mm-hmm. He turned. And went all the way back to friggin' Bremer. And I'm like, dude, just have some fucking nuts about you and make that pass. If you can't make that pass, okay? And this is going back to everything I'm saying about creating opportunities, um, ramping up more scoring chances. If he doesn't have the balls to try and split two players at five feet distance, all you're going to be left with is crossing. And from your midfielders, you need more. You need these kind of passes that are going to split players, open up avenues, open up lanes, open up spaces. McKenney, Rabio, they don't have it. So I feel like more of this frustration is really going to be based on what the fans' expectations were going into it. When I see that midfield, I'm not expecting us to go lights out with Rabio and McKinney there. That is a robust midfield. And I said, where's our creation coming from? I said that at the start of the game. My one thing with this lineup, we are going to be very dependent on Kostic. And we're going to be very dependent on Chiesa to just freaking run wild. Work some magic. Yeah, Because Cambiasso is going to have his hands full with DiMarco on the other side. And in the end, Kostic and Dumfries kind of ruled one another out so it's up to the midfield and we were behind in that midfield all game yeah this really shows how much we lost when we when Pogba and Fajoli went out right people want to make their jokes they want to say you know this and that about Pogba and and Fajoli the fact of the matter is we have two gaping holes after they left right creativity wise they were arguably our most creative midfielders of the group right and that you don't just replace that with mckinney again god bless him but we i think we all agree mckinney's sort of playing at a position he he is a winger but he's doing he's doing yeoman's work in there right he's working hard him and ravio as well but again to your point where is that creativity coming from and this is where someone earlier on said you know what was vlaovic doing well when you don't have the service as a striker you look at all these other teams they have service their their number nines have service ours gets it from Chiesa, essentially, or Tech. That's it. He's getting the long balls where he has to, he has to control, distribute, or you know the way he finished off the goal uh, from, from Chiesa giving it to him. I was steadfast a month ago that I don't see us making a splash in January. I'm like, not happening. Can't happen. After yesterday, we need something. We need some sort of playmaker to come in or so, – who. We need something you, because you have it, to. You absolutely have to. Now, with that draw, I will say top four is locked up. Can we say that top four is pretty much locked up? I think we're ten points up on fifth. I never that, had a now fear it's of like, us not getting top four this whole season. Agreed. Now, if you want to make that step to go after the scudetto, you need that. You need somebody to service the strikers up top. We. This is this is a team that will. You know, I have the stats up here that we went uh, nine games when we went up first 
this year in nine games, we had nine wins. So that's our first drop points when we go up one nothing. So, you know, a lot of clean sheets. We have uh, eight clean sheets. That's great. But that next, you know, that next step to pass into the Scudetto, we're missing one or two key players in the midfield. We have the strikers. If they stay healthy, we have the strike. We have the, we have two good keepers. We're good at the back. But again, to your point, there is just that, that little bit of, you know, spice missing in the midfield. Yeah, they just can't break the line they don't have the confidence in the through balls the the passing it's very very safe in the middle of the pitch you you need somebody with a little bit of flair and a little bit of a little bit of balls about their abilities to to get the passing well, going Logatelli came in numbers Logatelli one, one came second. in and at... he, he hit Gatti in the area there and Gatti's a friggin CB and he's like, God damn, like bumbling around in there. Uh, I'm like, man, if anything comes out of this, that'd be fantastic. But it's like, that's what we're coming to. McKenney could not settle the ball to save his life in the second half. But again, I think that's just where the fatigue sets in because mm-hmm. of how hard he was working the entire game. So I'm not really going to knock him a lot. I'm just saying, in general, something I've been saying for two weeks now, this we want more. We all want more in terms of play, but that's great. I could want to go build a house tomorrow, but if I don't have the hardware, I don't have the wood, I don't have the tools, it ain't going to happen. You, you need, we are lacking a distinct profile in the middle of the pitch. We need help. We need help come January. Well, just look at the, just look at the numbers. So, uh, <clears throat> overall possession was 35-65 UV into it, right? Second half, 36-34. We had zero shots on target in the second half. Yeah. Zero. Well, they only had four total, so but whatever. But here's the one right here that, that helps you out. Total passes. Inter had 750 with a 91% hit rate. Juventus total passes, 390. Yeah. Right? A little over half of what Inter is doing. So that, you know, a lot of people want to point to point to Hans. It's like, listen, this kid got thrown into the fire. I know he's 23, pretty much the same age as Vlaovic, but he's been with he's been with Juventus a long time. I thought he did fine, but so, that's just not that's just not good enough. Let's get to performances. Okay, man of the match. First off, everybody in the chat, drop your Hit man of the it. match here right now. Anthony, who's your man of the match in this game? I think it's pretty clear for. The way he was playing yesterday and the way he was playing on the ball, off the ball, the service he was getting, the way he was talking to his teammates, and with that finish, for me, I haven't been clear on a man of the match in a while. And for me, Dusan was the man of the match. Pretty clear. He was heads and shoulders (laughs) above anybody else on the field. Yeah, for me, it was clear. uh, Blaovic. I I actually had McKenney as an honorable mention, um, busted his ass and everything. But uh, I had Vlaovic too. I think if we have this Vlaovic consistently and whatnot, I think it bodes well for Juventus. We need to feed off of Vlaovic and Chiesa, but they need the support. They need it desperately out of the middle of the park. If we continue to run three flat midfielders, Vlaovic will be on a friggin' island because Chiesa loves to drift to the left, and I wouldn't hinder that either. He's strong coming off the left and makes things happen. 
you have to you have to kind of risk it and get that advancing midfielder up there with him. Does Hans Nikolusi Kavir? Because let's talk about his performance. Mm-hmm. Some were just not uh, saying there was anything there, giving him a hard time. Like you were saying, I actually thought he did absolutely fine. He did mm-hmm. absolutely fine, and he got out of certain scenarios that the guys that have been playing consistently throughout this year can only dream of getting out of. He he's actually okay. He was fine, absolutely fine. <clears throat> He said in the interview after, he can play a two-man pivot. <clears throat> I'm not opposed to a two-man pivot with Locatelli and Caviglia. I'm not opposed to a two-man pivot with Rabio and Locatelli. But I believe maybe, just maybe, you could try what everybody wants to with Locatelli as a mezzala with Hans Nicolusi Caviglia around. <clears throat> Next up, you have Monza. Why not give it a go? If Locatelli's fit and he wants to play, why not repeat Hans ahead of the defense and see if Locatelli can help us by being a little more advanced? Is that something everyone in the live chat would be willing to try and look at? And everyone knows I don't have this belief that it's going to be game-breaking for us, but I think at this point we can all agree we need help further up the pitch from the midfield. Does Hans give you a little bit? Uh, does he? Do you think that opens up a little bit of freedom for Max to maybe try this? So we have Monza next, which is Friday, right? They're a bit of a tricky opponent. Were, well, in our past, they've been, especially last year, they were a tricky opponent, right? Uh, I believe that game is away. If if you wanted to try something before, which the Napoli match, which I think is the one after that. Like, you can't look past Monzi. You, you can't. But there was a big glaring light on how much help Vlaovic needs it. And that, because he was on it. And you're like, how, the wheels should start turning in your head. How do we get this guy more service? Having a midfielder, you know, right near him in his area, providing service, even taking away that defensive midfielder so he can have more one-on-ones which really is his game. His game at Fiorentina was collecting the ball, running at defenders. That was his game. This whole back-to-goal distributing, he's just developing that. So, again, that's something else you kind of got to you know, be a little bit patient with. <clears throat> if there was ever a time to try it, Monza would be the time to try it. Yeah. Now, it should be noted that um, Hans only had 25 touches yesterday. Locatelli had 24, and he came in in the 60th minute. Yeah. So, what? you know, did what? we get the full? Did we see everything Hans could could provide? Probably not, because he wasn't getting the, he wasn't getting the ball either. And he was getting bypassed. If you watch what Inter did early on, and that was they had to get away from it. They had to get away from it because we were finding lanes and whatnot. But they had Lotaro and Taram literally pinned around mid uh Caviglia. so bremer they wanted bremer gatti and rugani to be on the ball the funny thing was we did the exact same thing to them with chalanoglu in the start of the game and he had to go he had to drop back between his center backs and uh Sommer to get the ball mm-hmm. and we that was like literally watching the exact same team like 
strategy from both sides. But I think a lot of it came down to the guys trying to ease Kavilion and not playing in the ball in moments that they should be. Somebody mentioned it earlier in the live chat with the trust, the trust thing. It's, I'm not going to go a whole lot into that. And the other reason I'm not going to go a whole lot into his touches is because if anybody noticed, there was some great interchanges between he in movement, interchanges in movement between he and Cambiaso, where Caviglia recognized he was being marked out. He moved forward. Cambiaso came around to protect, and we tried it twice. We tried getting the ball forward twice. We're not hitting it again technical ability, distribution from the back. I don't want the ball at the feet of Gatti, Bremer, and Rugani trying to pick out these freaking balls. Bremer tried a few switch fields. I don't think I want to see that happen too often. No. It's just, again, it's not for lack of action or effort from Hans, but I think you come to this moment where you're Juventus and for a tricky month of December in fixtures, you got to ask yourself, where are we going to need the help more? Because I agree with everybody in terms of Locatelli. I more I prefer him more at the heart of the midfield. Okay, mm-hmm. that's where I prefer him. But how much longer can we go on with that huge, huge lack of attacking prowess out of the middle of the pitch? Meretti's just not cutting it for me. Moretti's just not cutting it. I mean, he does a lot of good. But I think it may be a little telling that he doesn't get minutes in a game like yesterday. Was he still coming off an injury, though? He had a lower back thing that wasn't a big deal. He almost got pulled out of the Cagliari lineup, but he's fine. If Locatelli's playing with a fractured rib... <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna have to I can play with some sciatica. Yeah, I think and, it's a little again, telling. I so think it's a little telling. That was our that was our first goal from a striker since Milik scored against Torino. That was one, two, three, four, five <clears throat> games ago. We went three straight games with uh well before the two one win. Um who was that? That was Gatti and Rugani who scored in that game, right? So two defenders, three midfielders scoring. Dusan's first goal since the Lazio win. Yeah. Right? That I know he was injured in there. It just can't happen. We need, we just need more out of the midfield. You just you you have to try something, okay? You have to try something. I think to get over this hump and try to find, uh, try to find some help in advanced areas out of the middle of the pitch. I am rooting for Moretti, okay? But as it stands mm-hmm. right now. His main attribute is finding pockets of space. But what happens afterwards is pretty underwhelming overall. I'd say about 70% of the time. And I don't think that's harsh. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I think it's pretty fair that there are a couple players. There's no one in that starting lineup yesterday that we would have said, don't want this guy in the starting lineup. I think based on who's available, we're fine with the starting lineup. It's just now we just need that little, that little upgrade. Yeah, I think, and people, it's fine. It's fine for a top four, but if you want to make that, that jump, I'm not even talking about European play. Like don't even, 
don't even get me started on that. But for the Scudetto run, if you want to challenge Inter in their depth, they got to make a move in January. Yeah. Now, you know, again, you've got mixed feelings in the live chat here saying, I don't want to sacrifice Meretti for hands. You're not sacrificing anyone. It's all about what you have to gain. So if you're looking at it as you're sacrificing Meretti for Hans Caviglia, you're actually sacrificing Meretti for Locatelli if he would in fact be the one that's supposed to get advanced. Like everybody's been, the majority of the fan base has been asking for for a while and I just haven't been down with it because of Meretti. But Meretti, because of Meretti, Fajoli, Pogba, well, two out of those three are gone and it's been down to Meretti. It hasn't been happening. Yildiz, I think, should have got some minutes yesterday. I would have been interested in... Because for me, yesterday, when you sub Kiesa and Vlaovic, there's no way I'm taking Vlaovic out of that game yesterday. Just the what he was doing, the way he was fighting. No he, giving them fits at the back. Yep. He should have stayed 100%. Kiesa in the second half, no fault of his own, but not really getting involved as much. Mm-hmm. I would have used... Yield is not as a second striker, but almost like another midfielder making a diamond with Locatelli, uh, McKinney on one side, Rabi on the other, and Yield is as that advanced player. And I would have tried to do, I would have tried to work off that. Um, Yield is might be the alternative to Meretti. So maybe we keep, um, uh, sorry, Locatelli in his main spot, but try Yield is in a different role. And a little bit uh, advanced. That's something I'd be out, willing to try. And it did come out this morning from a friend of the show, Mirko Di Natale, that uh, he mentioned <laughs> Yildiz and Houston. You know, there were some reports or people talking this and that about them going out in January. He's, he said, these two are not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere to get minutes. They're yeah. not going, they are staying with this first <clears throat> team. They're not, they're not leaving Juventus for any reason. So, yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> there, there's some options there. We got to get over this. Um, it's not like we, like us, but, uh, as a club, you know, <laughs> we have to get over this maybe fear of young guys and what could go wrong, whatever. And we just gotta, we gotta get after it. And I think Gildas should probably be looked at, at a little bit of help. Uh, as an advanced midfielder to help uh, the attack. I think we have to try something right now to make up for the lack of technical ability. He's got a ton of technical ability. And you you have to look for some answers, I think, there until you can maybe bring some cavalry in on, in January. I think you got to do something. You know? <clears throat> We're going to... Um... <clears throat> Hopefully, am I, am, I, am I freezing up on you there or no? Yeah, am you're freezing up a little bit. It's okay, though. I still hear you and stuff. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. <clears throat> um, it has to be said that it's not like we haven't played young guys this year. Like like most, like most, a majority of our team is young. Like Vlaovic is young. Locatelli's yep. not old. Way is a young player. Houston's gotten some minutes, which is a surprise. So if everyone just says, oh, Allegri's not playing the young guys, eh, let's just pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes. Young guys are getting there. But Monza this Friday, I can see Yildiz getting some minutes. But does he does he play, does he he get minutes over Keane and Milik as a sub? You know I, what I mean? think... There's a pecking order. I'm not 
hor- I'm not horribly upset with what we're getting out of the striker role. I got to say this, like out of the forwards role. And while everybody talks about chances, all this and whatnot, for me, it is literally the middle of the pitch that is the concern for me because I don't think there's enough help and support coming from there. So for me, we need answers uh, to the questions in the middle of the pitch. But, you know, the frustrations and performance, like I said, I think ultimately it comes down to the expectations you had going into that game, which is fair from everyone. Um, but for me, that game was exactly what I expected. A tight, what did I say even in my prediction? I said, I'm torn between a 1-1 or a 1-0. I can ease, I don't think there's going to be more than two goals in this game. I, I said, like, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight the whole way through. And I said, Inzaghi and Allegri are similar. Do not be surprised if they end up mirroring one another and it's they just cancel each other out because they think the exact same way. And uh, it comes down to what happens on the pitch. Tactics, all that shit goes out the window. Just look at the chances. Just yeah. look at the chances. We, eight, we put what, our... eight for them? Eight for them? I think four they for had, us or something. Uh, like... I thought they only had four shots on goal. They had they four had... on target the entire game. Eight total. Eight total. Yeah, That's right. eight total but, attempts. You know, each team had a, had a tough shot. Both put it in. Each team had a sitter <clears throat> and missed the net. So, yeah. Four for uh, Juventus, eight total attempts for Inter. It's It was tight. That was the way I was expecting this thing to go. Now, through this, you know, you have some headlines that are out there that say mm-hmm. Juve has now proven because of this game that they can contend for the Scudetto. A majority of the fan base, I would say, still doesn't believe so, okay, uh, because of this yeah. game. You have uh, Massimiliano Allegri. His words always are under a microscope after every match. He says, it was important more than winning not to lose this match on a psychological level because it gives you a different awareness and maybe it would have hurt us. It's a journey and we have to grow slowly. I've seen this set of words clipped differently in two different variations okay and both Mm -hmm. of those variations um made it the gave the impression that he said it would have hurt us if we won uh more than uh not losing and whatnot which is obviously not the message okay Mm -mm. it's not the message at all it's saying that essentially obviously if you won it would have been massive but the draw is significant as well because not losing this game might have had a negative impact down the road. The other thing is too, now you've played literally the best team. We've thought we've had tests across the way based Mm -hmm. on their form and what those other teams have done. Those games leading up to this one were not tests. They weren't tests at all. This This was was the first test. We were right there with them, but, I think it's unfair to say that we didn't surrender a ton in terms of quality, yet we were right there. And sequences, there were certain sequences in this game where we needed that execution. You needed that touch. You needed that hit. You needed that belief and that breaking pass and whatnot. We we do not have it, okay? We don't Mm -hmm. have it. But despite all that, 
I still think you have to take the faith in this team that we are tough to crack, okay? And domestically, mm -hmm. domestically, we can play with absolutely any team in this league. There is very much still belief in, from me anyways, that we go on and bring home the 39th. I will stand by that. If you bring me the exact guy we need in the midfield, potentially two, okay? An attacking midfielder, maybe like a Sudakov who's very affordable. Maybe you have to sell Illing Jr. to do it. But if you bring me like a Sudakov and you bring Where a Samardzic, you bring in a Samardzic, hmm. I'm sorry, but that makes a huge, huge difference. And that ramps my belief up even bigger, okay? Okay. My my preseason prediction was a Scudetto, so I'm I'm still sticking to that. Now I got a question for you, and I want an honest answer, big guy. All right, I don't want you dancing around it. Did storm the barn we... questions too for everybody else. Get the likes up on the video, but fire away your storm the barn questions. Yeah, Go we ahead, got about 15 minutes top, so get those questions in now. Now here's one for you to start to storm the barn. Uh, and you, you can. I'd like to see how you answer this. Did we play up to Inter's level? Did Inter play down to our level, or are we two teams that are at the same level? We just kind of balance each other out. I've said this going into this game, that despite all the hype around them, despite the fact Lataro's got all these goals, despite all this, I'm unconvinced by any team in Serie A. Hmm. There will be drop okay. points by everyone that's in the top four currently go i actually think milan may drop out of the top four come season's end mm -hmm. but we'll see what happens there but i'm not convinced that they're this big thing that everyone is trying to make them out to be i'm not convinced by it i think okay with us i've always had this belief that uh you know, we're more so our own worst enemy than what anybody else can really do to Juventus. Juventus has been in this transitional phase for several years now and not being able to figure themselves out, not being able to find some type of identity. Now we have an identity, but nobody likes it. And that's the reality. Our identity is the fact that we are tough to crack. And that's what we're trying to become. We are trying to build off of that. But for me, again... And I'm sorry to sound like a broken record. I'm sorry to say this, but this is my honest to God opinion. We didn't play down like we didn't play up to them. We didn't they didn't play down to us. You have two teams that are very, very similar. The differences, hmm. the quality on the pitch. Okay. Especially in the middle. And I was I was against this. I vividly remember a discussion with our friend Omer here on this show talking about midfields around the league. And I said, our midfield is as good as anybody's in there. But you know what? It's just not true. And I was wrong. And Omer was right. Okay? Because I said, oh, Mkhitaryan this, whatever. No. The, the difference in technical ability, the difference in being able to break passes, having the confidence to do that the movement, the interchange amongst one another, 700-some passes in a game to 300. It's all there for us to see. And 
we need help in the middle of the pitch. So I think it's just two similar teams. I don't think they played down. I don't think we played up. I think it's just it, it the game was a deadlock because similar approaches and style. The thing is they finish more. Well, their midfield can set up those guys up top very, very nicely. Very, very mm-hmm. nicely. So the other thing is up front for them and why they do so well in the league is because their target guy and Lotaro both like to occupy the same areas. If you're looking at us, Chiesa loves to drift. Vlaovic, everyone else stays in the heart. They can't figure it out. They can't figure it out there. So it's it's a tough one. But what do you think? Do you think we played up to them? Do you think they played down to us, Ant? Well, the the hype all year has been like Inter's this better better team. We gotta we gotta catch Inter. Looking at those those that game yesterday, it was I guess you can say our our good defense against their good offense, and then our stagnating strikers against their okay defense, right? And then it came again, just to your point, came down to the middle of the field and it just canceled each other out. That was just two teams canceling each other out, whether it was through tactics, whether it was through available players. It was, it's the two best teams in the league, right? Going at it. And Juventus is only being coming into my mouth as one of the best teams in the league because of how we lock stuff down at the back. We gave up one shot on net and it, and it went, it went in the back of the net. If, <clears throat> if Gatti blocked that ball, that's a one nothing finish. <clears throat> it yeah. is. They're gonna. They're, it, Allegri's gonna make his changes. He's gonna park the bus. We're all gonna complain. But guess what? We're now one point up on Inter after yeah. gaining all three points. So, yeah. I, 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 you know me. I don't. I don't sit around on weekends and watch other City out teams play. <laughs> I just don't have the time for that. But based on what I saw yesterday. That was the two top teams canceling each other out. Other teams are going to drop off. Uh, great point about Milan. With all their injuries, I it's going to be tough for them to stay in the top it, four. It, it's, it's just nobody's really um, standing out to me like this is clear cut. I said it in the summer before the season was even going to play out. It's going to go down to the wire. Maybe mm-hmm. we get another Cinque Maggio moment. Who knows? Okay, we'll see what awesome. happens. But... Uh, it's it's far from over. Like uh, it's Jeff with an X here saying our chances of winning is not over. It's it's far from over. This is fine. We're two points behind. We can keep on their heels, guys. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're still in European play. Okay, and I understand the frustration that we felt. This is the one that we could have gone after. We could have got this win yesterday and whatnot. I get that. I I really really do. But they have again, Napoli next week. How, how much are you willing to get after that, that if we left ourselves open and they hit us, do you have the confidence that we come back to get a goal or do you like to keep it tight and try to find one? This is what I'm getting at. This is what I've been getting at for a while. It's kind of our best strategy right now because, to be honest, do you think Juventus can get in a shootout with a team right now? No, we can't. <laughs> if you're asking me, the answer is absolutely not. No, we we no. are so as much belief as we have in the offense, as much as you want to get after, you want to go. We can't get into shootouts with teams because these guys are not clinical enough. 
They're not thankful have... enough that even when they get the opportunities in good moments that they can at least force a stop or whatever, like it's not there. They're not killers. I don't want to get in a shootout with any team. I want to keep things tight. I want to make sure that we are hard to break and I want to go from there. For me, what's what's in between? What's the in between? Your attack, your rock, your rock solid defense. The middle of the pitch. That transition, that next step, that next level is how we operate in the middle. We we need help. And I you you can't deny that. Even Fajoli would help us, but Pogba, oh my god, be insane. So we we have to deal with it. They have to address this in January. Now there were some good moments coming out of the meeting John Grohl was at uh, earlier this week with uh, mm-hmm. the guys in Turin, and Calvo attended it. He was not supposed to be there. In his words about, "Hey, the cleanup ends this year." Amazing. Finally, let's start cooking. Get Juntali cooking. Get him going. And I believe Juntali can build us a salty. I I fail to believe that he he and all the other uh, members are blind to where we need help, okay? Mm-hmm. But we may need to sacrifice in order to get the money going, but there's going to be a big mm-hmm. shift because we probably will sell, have a minority owner. We need a new sponsor on the kits. It's all going to tie together. It's all going to be new resources. We are going to be back in Champions League next season. That's more uh, Chikoria, as you like to say, right? Mm-hmm. It's all going to change. Rumors about Allegri, continue to swirl obviously uh today you have uh well it was actually uh yesterday right um and it was the uh is it the president of uh course Coriello della sport i believe um i think it was i think he's the president of it um i'm not i'm not sure if he's the president or not director sorry director of Corriero del Sport. But he says Allegri intends to leave at the end of the season. The conditions to stay aren't present. He belongs to a Juventus that no longer exists. If I were to wager a significant amount, I'd wager on his departure. He continues, there are no doubts that this will be Allegri's final season on the bench. He doesn't feel an integral part of the club, which has changed greatly in the last year, particularly with the management. He will meet to terminate his contract mutually this is something that's been speculated for quite some time all right and uh i wouldn't be surprised i was hearing that this last summer and everybody was laughing and saying oh your source this your source that and i'm like he's telling me it's between conte and spalletti he told me two a week before spalletti took the italy job that he was going to take the italy job it is what it is. Conte's been lingering around. His wife's got a boutique they opened up there. They're in Turin permanently now. He wants to be close to his family. He's reconnected with uh, Juve. Uh, Calvo's there and Juntalia there. They're very close with There Conte was a vote. Well. There it's was there. a vote for oh, yeah. Allegri to... It was a vote. 3-2. 3-2 was the vote. <laughs> and Allegri voted to stay. So, And it was all because of... Yeah. All because of that. All because of that, and that is according to several sources, top sources just, as well. If you just look at it from the outside, like even you know some of us over here in North America, when when you bring in in any sport, when you bring in a new general manager, we brought in Juntali. Juntali is going to want his guy as as the manager. Any general manager is going to want a clean house. It didn't make sense for a couple of reasons to to get rid of Allegri. One was mainly the money. Two. You have you're in this state of 
of flux and you want to you want to keep things as stable as possible you know you're cutting back on salary you're cutting players so you want to keep some sort of stability in the change room keeping Allegri was the right move now as much as we had an issue with it it turns out it was the right move and Allegri is doing a good job this year has to be said right however I do not see him being here I've said this the whole time great job Allegri great job last year Great job so far this year. Just I do not see him here as the manager next season, especially when you have players um, not fulfilling their potential and you want to bring in new players, you want to develop potentially a new system as a leg with the guy fight. Simple simple one to look at, Sule. How does Sule next season fit into this team? How do you keep that kid firing? Is Allegri <laughs> the guy for that? I think the the short answer is no. Right? In a 3-5-2, so, the only way he could do it is as a, a second forward, which may not really fit the bill, but maybe. But maybe. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's going to be an, interest, an extremely interesting summer. But right now, 100%. Max is the guy. And I got to say, mm-hmm. when I look at a coach, my one thing that I go into game in, game out is, did he put his team in a position to win? And I think uh, the vast majority, and even our record shows it, yes, we have been in positions to win these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, though, these guys aren't the ones pulling the strings. They're not the one making those passes. They're not the ones making the same fundamental and basic errors that I see game in, game out. That has to be a quality issue. There's nothing else around it. These guys need to man up and be better. Dusan Vlaovic, the way he played, the demeanor yesterday, there's nothing stopping him from doing that in every appearance that he plays in. That it's a correct. player thing. Let's get after it. Let's go. We got to stop uh, mm-hmm. kind of making excuses. But as far as the play style and everything like that, again, are we confident with these guys to get into a shootout? I'm not quite there. Not quite there, but we'll see what happens. Let's get to some store in the barn questions. We're going to try and wrap things up here. Why do we press... So well at the start of the game. And then at the end, they look like a bunch of rookies by the 90th minute. I think our press is a little awkward. It always has been. Even with Medetti McKenney, you could see them try to make up that third forward almost when you're trying to do it out of a 3-5-2. It opens up a pocket behind you that behind McKenney, Gatti and Cambiasso had to be very well aware of. And for me, yesterday... We weren't pressing the forwards and pressing those guys as much as I would have liked. So, you, yeah, it's the press is a little awkward out of our 3-5-2 if the back line is still trying to stay back. They can't do that. Everyone's got a press to support it. And that's what I see is there's basically breaks in that uh, chain. You know what I'm saying? So, Ant, what do you think? Yesterday was a was two managers playing a chess match press at certain times defend at certain times attack defend that was if you ever want to have a textbook match and what a chess match is in Serie, that's what it was yesterday each manager tried to technically cancel out other components of their opponent and it it was just both teams just cancel each other out that's what it was it yesterday you can't take really anything from it other than, you know, you can look at individual players, some mistakes here and there, but at the end of the day, as a whole, both teams just, they want to get a draw. And you want to know some for Inter, that's a bigger draw for Inter than it is for Juventus. 
away from home, taking a point in their yeah. barn, that's that's all you want. So <sighs> if you want to give it a win, that's more of a win for Inter than it is for Juventus. So, and again, everybody, like far from over. We've got Monza. Oh, We've yeah. got to get the job done against them, okay? We play them away from home. Uh, it was a nasty fixture for us last season, okay? Got to get it going. Di Maria got the red card, right? But Inter's next game is against Napoli, who at home I think, yeah. Who had a strong game against uh, in Mazzari's first one. They got the victory, but they still look to be firing offensively. He might be getting after it offensively with them. Nobody knew it was a wild card. What Mazzari's going to do? He's sixty three years old. We're thankfully just showed up with pants on, but like, <laughs> who knows, right? So. You don't know what Napoli's going to do. They're going to be at home at the Meradona to enter, and that is a big one this week. So we absolutely have to take the three points from Monza, but that game could also shift things uh, dramatically as well. So again, the draw, the draw is good overall, everybody, okay? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not the three points we wanted, but it's good. It's good. Why do we keep playing on the flanks instead of going through Listen, this is something... I think you sort of answered this one. Yeah, we're talking about quality here in the Mm -hmm. middle. And what did I say the blueprint is? I've always said this. And I said, you know, if you were smart and you were going to play Juventus, you would make that five-man wall at the back. You would make that five-man wall and you would force them through the middle. Why? Because McKenney's not going to break you down. Because Miretti hasn't been able to break teams down. Uh, Rabio will not break teams down, technically. And Locatelli's at the heart, uh, just the top of the defense there. And it ain't going to happen. The only way we break these teams down is not through what we do on a quality basis. It's from sending the house and getting greasy. Mm-hmm. So that's the blueprint to make life rough for Juventus. Um, and we're not going to send the numbers in just any game. We'll do it mm-hmm. when it's Verona. Cagliari, like we saw. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we'll also be patient and wait towards the end before we do that. It is it is what it is. Guys, I'm going to die on this hill. It's the midfield. We need... Allegri was leaving four guys behind the ball at all times yesterday. Yeah. That's five. He was not giving up anything defensively. No. Who are the untouchables for you in Juventus right now coming in from Georgia, Boclos? Bremer is well, untouchable. Okay, let's start at the back. Uh, Bremer. Bremer's untouchable for me. Um, uh, Locatelli. I think Locatelli should be an untouchable. Uh, I would say all the young guys just kind of group them all together. I don't think like Yildiz, Houston, you know, put them. They're not going anywhere. Uh, Vlaovic and Chiesa. Vlaovic is untouchable for you. Yes. If we get, I'm not convinced that. I'll only we... get rid of Vlaovic if we bring Morata back. Stop that. I'm not convinced <laughs> that if we saw 70 to 80 million, that I might not be inclined to take that and work work around uh, with the club a little more. I'm not so inclined uh, to throw him in the untouchable list. It could change. I was very impressed with the Vlaovic. I know that there was mistakes and everybody's highlighted mm-hmm. them, of course. Um, there is going to be mistakes through performances. But if I saw that Vlaovic all the time, I'd start to be like, yeah, I think he's an untouchable. But right now, for the most part, I feel like he hasn't been worth the dollar. 
that uh, he's getting. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to throw him on that list. I think for me, it's uh, Bremer, Locatelli, Chiesa. If I'm going to go with the youngsters and throw them in there, I think uh, Yildiz for me needs to stick around. Um, I'm not going to throw Ailing Jr. on an untouchable list, but uh, yeah, Miretti needs a loan. Um, Fajoli, would you sell no Fajoli? Choice. We have to bank with Fajoli now. We have to bank on him. Mm-hmm. We have to bank on him. We have to. We just extended him. I mean, who's going to be buying this guy with this betting thing and whatnot? Like, we got to bank on him. And I have faith he'll he'll turn good. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty Certainly. low for untouchables, man. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not... Yeah, like, Rabio. I don't even really think I'd be renewing. His renewals come up for... It's, it, the rumors are that Juve is pushing for one to two years. How do you feel about that, Ant? How does the live chat feel about that? Well, one to two years on Rabio. He was the crazy horse last year. Right? I don't know what the numbers are. What is uh, 10 goal contributions or probably more than that with the assists last year. He hasn't lived up to last year's standards. I don't think he's been terrible this year. I don't think he's been a, uh, I don't think he's been as effective in terms of, helping us achieve our goals he, he's just sort of there yeah right he's not he's not helping us he's not hurting us he's he's always healthy he's always available your best ability is your availability that's the only thing i can say about him this year you know not terrible just he's just sort of there i feel like we would forget about rabio if we had a technical demon agreed. in there you know and agreed you know, like when he stepped out of the midfield and had that suspension, everybody's like, oh, man, we're going to feel this. No. I said, no. I said, the only guy you're going to feel it when he's out in the midfield is Manuel Locatelli. And Locatelli kind of proved that. Rabio, Rabio didn't really prove that. So for me, I, I would be waiting to see what our alternatives are before mm-hmm. – tying down any contract extension okay not a knock on rabio because he had a great season last season but still this year it's been a little less so for me it's like still only one good year out of like going on his fifth now right with the one year extension that's just that ain't it and it shouldn't be it at juventus so yeah Mm -hmm. no that's a no from me Antonio's untouchables are Bremer, Loca, Cambiaso, Yildiz, Chiesa, Gatti. Yeah, mm. you know what? And even to throw Gatti on an untouchable thing, I mean, it depends on alternate. And I love Gatti. I really, really do. But untouchable for me is like any offer that's coming in is like no. A flat out no. And right now I'm kind of like. Yep. Yeah, very, very low on that list, which is blowing me away about the Chiesa contract extension, that they only want to do one year because, for me, he's one of our few world-class players. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, very strange to me that they only want to do the one year while they're renewing other guys to 2028. For me, he's got When's his up? 2025? 2025, yeah, and they only want to go to 2026, and I'm like, just take it to 2028. The guys, Chiesa's great. And he's one of our few world class players. It does not make sense to me. Um, even if you have maybe to the player only wants money, one year. He's not on anything crazy by any means right now. I don't know. 
I don't know. But everybody, you know, as far as Juve goes in this game, we could be frustrated because we didn't get the three points, um, you know. But I think we really have to look at the overall big picture. And if you want to get into shootouts with teams, I don't know. And that that uh, goal that we conceded yesterday might kind of shine a light on maybe it wouldn't be the best approach. I think what we're doing mm-hmm. is right. Keeping hard to crack. We got Monza on deck, okay? And let's see what uh, the Merdazzurri can do against uh, Napoli at the Meradona. Maybe that one swings in our favor, all right? Yep. Let's see what happens. There's a lot of football left. I said this. Win, lose, draw. Nothing was being decided yesterday, everybody. It was going to be a big boost potentially and everything like that. But it's not to say that us staying focused and maybe not getting our heads up there isn't necessarily a bad thing moving forward. All right. So let's see. uh, Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But there's a ton of football left. A lot of football left. These teams are going to get stretched. Right now, I'm almost a little more concerned about Monza than I was Inter. Because I thought mm-hmm. I had faith in the guys putting up a good showing, playing hard, and trying to get after it. It's always going to be execution, boys. Always going to be execution. Monza, though, we have to make right what went so horribly wrong yesterday. We are going to be away from home. That game is going to be December 1st. So we're going to kick off December with Monza. And it's got to be a victory, all right? Thank you, everybody, on the live chat. You guys are amazing. You guys know the drill. I'll keep you up to date with daily update videos on the news. We will be back for a match day live. And I'll bring you a watch along for that game. Now, December 1st, um, I believe that is actually, what, this Friday? It's a Friday. So, um, yeah, uh, sick day coming up. I'll bring you a watch along. Okay, everybody, uh, enjoy your weeks. All right. I hope uh, nothing for the best for you guys. The holiday seasons are around the corner. All right. This is a time of year as the holidays get closer where not everybody is so jolly and maybe some times are tough. Just want to let you guys all know that our DMs are always open. And we always say, um, you know, you're going through any hard times and it doesn't have to be around the holidays. Just reach out. And uh, if you need a set of ears, uh, I'm always uh, there for you. Okay. Thank you for your continued support. You guys are amazing. Anthony, always an absolute pleasure. My friend, have yourself a great week. We'll be in touch in the group. And guess what? I will be here Friday. I'll tell you right now, it's Monday. I'll be here for the pregame show on Friday. There we go. There we go. And we'll see who else we can get out. We brought back Lex yesterday. Mm -hmm. That was great to see her come back around. So uh, Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see who else will join us. But you guys take care. All right. Uh, Fantastic. As always, drop a like. Subscribe if you're new to the channel. No matter what. It's like Ryan says, Fino alla fine. Forza Juve. And let everybody else talk. It's always going to be amici di nessuno. Okay. But in the end... Doesn't really matter, okay? They hate us because they ain't us. And they're frustrated, more frustrated because they're supposed to be the talk of the town, all this hype and whatnot. But even when we don't have our best squad out, they can't get the job done against us, all right? It's always going to be in our hands. It's always going to be in our hands. Bring me some Arzic, goddammit. Fino alla fine. Forza Juve. Ciao tutti. Take care. Yeah.